Welcome to the podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a weekly service for anyone of any faith who is seeking hope. You can learn more and find more messages like this by visiting mygatewayfellowship.com or on iTunes. Now, here's today's message. It was the Christmas of 1968, just a few years ago. Some of you remember Christmas of 68, right? Others are saying, God, these guys are Jurassic. These are old folk. It was a, a historic Christmas in my family. Five kids, two older brothers above me, a younger brother and sister below me. I was the middle one, the zero. I'm still the zero in the family. And um, We'd run out of money. My dad had had two back surgeries, rendered him disabled, lots of pain. He was already an alcoholic, but with his depression and his pain, it rendered him a drunk. And it was Christmas Eve in 1968, and my dad was drunk in the back. We had a half a pot of beans and a little bit of milk left in the fridge for five kids, mom and a dad. There was no Christmas tree. Now that year, Santa Claus landed by helicopter at a local shopping center. It's a Rite Aid, uh, back then it was called Thrifties. They changed their name. And uh, I sat on Santa's lap. We were only seven miles away from Hollywood. I had no idea. The man was a gifted actor. And uh, he asked me what I wanted for Christmas, and I told him about a bunch of toys. And this is East LA. I mean, in the hood, you're just happy to be alive at Christmas. And uh, local pastors would work out truces during Christmas. No, no one gets killed during Christmas. And that was that was the kind of stuff that would happen. This was during the civil rights era, so there was tension and uh, Chicano power, black power, anger, marching, frustration, misunderstanding. And uh, there we were, Christmas, Christmas Eve, 1968. And uh, we didn't know how bad our world would be turned upside down because it would only be a few months away before Dr. King would be killed. And, and Bobby Kennedy just eight miles that way at the Ambassador Hotel. All of our hopes and dreams. Such a historic time. Christmas, 1968. Food stamps had run out. So my mom sat us down. Because we were all excited. We talked to Santa. And she says, I, I got something to tell you, kids. Uh, and she did her best. And she broke the bad news about Santa. That was bad news. <laughs> no, I sat on his lap. Don't tell me that, that man's a liar. Well, he is a sweet man. No, 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 he told me. He told me he would talk to you. It was a rough time. <laughs> and... Um, my mom stuck to her guns, oh, sweetheart, he ain't coming. And we looked, there was no Christmas tree. And so uh, 
And my dad was angry, and you know, there's two kinds of drunks, right? The happy one. Grandpa was drunk, everybody go talk to him. You get a quarter, a nickel, something happened. He's all happy. The other kind of drunk, the evil person, my daddy would squeeze our hand just to watch us scream and jump up and down just to see what it looked like when a child's in pain. And he, something would happen to my daddy when he'd be drunk. He was so angry at life. Take it out on his kids. Well, suddenly there was a knock at the door. And Latino homes, you never answer the door. <laughs> Could be a shotgun at the other end of it, you know? Somebody standing there with a weapon, you know, some vendetta thing. You don't answer. <laughs> Try it. Pick out a Latino family here and go knock on their door. They're not going to answer it. And they'll tell the kids, don't look, don't look. Shh, everybody be quiet. <laughs> And, but what did I do? I opened the curtain and smiled at him. He was a big, tall white man. Now, in East L.A., white man equaled police officer. We were very afraid of police. Now, don't get me wrong. This is 1968. It was a tough time. And I told Mommy, it's a big white man. And my mom would start beating on my dad in the kitchen. What did you do now? I didn't do anything. Because you know, my dad would always be arrested. Always being arrested. And, and um, she fixed up her apron and, and began to unlock the door. <laughs> Jess? <laughs> Man said, is this the Road Jazz family? If you shout, maybe we'll understand you. <laughs> is this the Road Jazz family? My mom would say, why is he shouting? I, I still don't understand. I'm not deaf. I, if you just shout it loud enough, we'll get you. <laughs> and uh, finally, we kind of, I'll translate. Uh, we're the, not Road Jazz, Rojas. Oh, these people can never pronounce our name. He says, but you are the Rojas. See, they went to the welfare agency. And they asked, who are the four poorest families in the community? And we were singled out. This man whistles. And some guys are coming down, a bunch of teenagers, with huge boxes of food. About four of them. And they just kept coming in with all this food. <laughs> My mom's a chef. She can cook. And one of the boxes had this massive butterball turkey. I mean, we're talking about a serious item in saran wrap. It didn't say veggie anything on it. This was a real one. We're not talking about gluten-free. We're not talking about vegan anything. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> this was a butterball turkey, the champion bird. This was a seriously overweight bird at the right place, at the right time. They brought the food in. Well, we just want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. My mom was still saying special. Why is this guy shouting? Does he? Jess, <laughs> Feliz Navidad. 
and he left. Well, it was pretty exciting. Um, we went out, we had a birch tree in the backyard and um, no leaves on it. My mom cut some branches and tied them together and it made them kind of look like a, a, a pine tree with no pine needles. Trimmed it all up and made a tree for us and went and got some popcorn from a neighbor, popped a few kernels and made a string out of them and, and, and then went and got a bed sheet. All of us wet the bed, so. And even though they were washed, she made a, a bed sheet of yellow snow to surround the tree. And took an old shoe box and with a pencil drew some lumber in it and took my clay dough and there was a purple uh, lamb and a, a green cow and, a, and Jesus I think was pink in a little manger with inside the shoe box. And uh, she wrapped some presents and put them under the tree. We had this meal. My, my mom cooked a feast. We stayed up late. TV had three channels and they all turned off at noon, at midnight. Had to listen to the national anthem before the TV went off. Remember that? Three channels. Now you got 300 channels, you don't know what to do. Stay up all night if you don't watch it. But back then, bedtime was guaranteed because nothing else was happening after midnight. We ate and then we opened up the presents. My little sister Martha got her own blouse, but it was washed and starched. It was made to feel new. She was so excited. My brother Louie got what was left of my dad's Brute 33 aftershave. He was excited because he didn't have anything like that. And my brother Ruben got one of his Matchbox cars all cleaned up, put a little armor all on the little tires. And I got a bar of soap, ivory soap. I always wondered about the power, the symbolism of that gift. Well, I just remember my mom saying, use it because I'm the one who wet the bed pretty, pretty bad. I was, I was the champion in the home. Some of you are resizing me up psychologically. You know, bed wetters are this profile. <laughs> and that was the best Christmas of my childhood. We had food for a week and a half. It was special. And, uh, my mom hated welfare. We were only on welfare because we had to be. As soon as my dad was feeling better, she shoved him out the house and go get a job. And then she got a job and we got back on our feet, but that was tough times. And anyway, we, we never thought of Christmas as a time to think of Christ. It was a time for Santa Claus and presents. That year we didn't get presents, even though they, we did. We, it wasn't about what you got from the store. It was about what you get from the heart. The next summer was tough because Dr. King died. Then Bobby Kennedy died. And we said, what else is going to happen to finish off our world? 
And these white folks came back in June. They knocked on our door. Same thing. Don't answer it. Everybody, don't nobody look. Of course, I opened the curtain. It was the same big man. And he says, you're the Rojas. I remember it this time, but he was still shouting just thought if he could just say it loud enough, we'll understand him. Just didn't get it. And he just says, we want to invite you all to come to a little program we have. It's called Vacation Bible School. It's at our church. It's for children. My mom said, no, no, no. No, we, we're not. And like her eyes adjusted. You're the people of the food. Yeah, you could take them. Can you keep them all week? <laughs> Is this for a whole week? Can I just send them with you? No, no, we'll bring them back each day. But, just, but it's all week. And that was the summer we were introduced to Jesus Christ. So how did Jesus come to my house? Through somebody going door to door, giving a Bible study? No. Somebody come and tell us that we're wrong and they're right? No. Someone come to hurt our feelings and tell us that we're messed up and they're not? No. In Christmas of 68, Jesus Christ came to our home because people took time to love us. He became truly the meaning of Christmas. My family met Jesus because of Christians who brought four boxes of food. So as your family prepares for Christmas, what will it mean for you this year? What will the Christmas of 2014 be for you? Make Jesus the reason for your Christmas. And the best present you can give away is love. I never even asked the man his name. I would love to meet that family. Give him a big hug. And thank him for bringing Jesus to my family. I owe everything to these people who went into the hood on Christmas Eve, not to show us that they were better, but to love us equally. Christmas of 1968. Make 2014 your Christmas. Are you in? Are you in? Make this Christmas something special for someone else. There was a song that was sung, and I'll let uh, Chaplain Pete lead us. See, wise folks came all the way from Iraq, from Iran. These guys were advisors to kings. They were. They were astrologers and soothsayers. They were pagans, as we refer to them. They didn't know who the Lord God of Israel was. But they had a copy of the scrolls of Isaiah and another copy of Psalms. And from there, they discovered that a king would come. Pagans came from far away. And then they met him in the first Christmas. It's amazing. So ask yourself this year, what can I do this Christmas? Not only to be blessed in my home with my family, but try it just once 
this year to take a little ray of love to somebody else. There'll be a little kid there somewhere, maybe a bedwetter like me, who will say that ranks as the greatest Christmas of my childhood. Christmas of 1968. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship. We'd love it if you came to visit sometime. We meet each Saturday afternoon at 5 at the Mrs. John Hopkins Memorial Chapel at Tacoma Academy in Tacoma Park, Maryland. You can learn more and get directions by visiting mygatewayfellowship.com.